I don't fix my problems. I fix my thinking and then the problems fix themselves. This makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? It's how we think that shapes the way we feel. Today we're going to talk about the power of thought and understand how powerful our mind is and how much of our life is controlled by our thinking. Hello and welcome to my podcast, Unapologetically KK. The power of thought. You experience your life with your thinking. Every day we wake up, we have thoughts which help us to decide what we want to do and what we want to avoid. Sometimes our negative thoughts take over and we feel like we are losing control over our own mind. A fairly common phenomenon that you may hear people talking about to say, I need to stop this voice in my head. I need to stop thinking this way. Why does thinking a certain way make you feel a certain way? Because emotions are chemicals. Emotions are chemicals released in the body based on our thinking. So we feel because we think. When we think about happy thoughts, we feel good. Our physiology changes. And when we think of something negative, our physiology changes as well. And it makes us feel uncomfortable within our own body. And then we try to think about why we're feeling this way. And a lot of times we come up with an answer saying, I don't know. I feel this heaviness in my chest and I feel difficulty in breathing, but I don't know why. You do know why. It's because of the way you're thinking. The thoughts are leading your body to believe you are in distress and therefore the body is releasing chemicals to make you feel physically distressed. Okay, let me back up a little bit. So we all are essentially a combination of our thinking. And I started up a workshop um, called The Power of Thought. And it is so amazing to see that the workshop changes every single time I present it. Every single time I have a new group of people and when I talk to them, I realize that their needs, their wants, their thinking is so different and therefore the workshop, even though the basics are the same, it keeps changing because people think differently. But what really makes a thought become a problem? Why are certain thoughts okay, certain thoughts good and certain thoughts distressing? Well, when you think about it, a thought is a thought. It doesn't really have any effect unless you attach an emotion to it. So let's call an emotion a charge. So we have a thought that passes through our head and then we decide whether this is a good thought, a bad thought or a neutral thought. And let me just explain that a little bit better. So Good thoughts are positive thoughts. They make us feel good. It's about love. It's about happiness, joy. And, and it just makes you feel beautiful, amazing, happy, joyful. So when we take a thought that is positive to us, now, I will come back to this later. Let me just go on here now. When we take a thought that's positive to us, we attach a positive charge to it. Because as I said when I started, all thoughts are just thoughts. So let's say all thoughts are neutral. 
and therefore they have no charge whatsoever. But we attach a charge to a thought. Let me give you an example. Let's talk about weight loss. So for some people, thinking about weight loss is distressing because they've been trying to lose weight, they're struggling with it, and every time they think about weight loss, it brings up a lot of other negative thoughts you know, I'm not good enough, I'm a failure, I can't do it, I keep trying, I don't feel beautiful, I don't feel successful, and so on and so forth. But for some people, the thought of weight loss has no effect whatsoever because weight is not an issue in their life and they've never had a problem with gaining weight, losing weight, anything to do with weight. So if a topic comes up or a thought comes up, they just let it slide. Now for some people, the thought of weight loss is a very positive one because maybe they have been struggling with weight and maybe they have successfully lost all this excess weight that they wanted to and they feel powerful, they feel in control, they feel successful, they feel amazing about this. So the same topic can have three completely different charges. You can have a positive charge to that thought. You can have no charge, which is a neutral charge, and you can have a negative charge to a thought. So a thought becomes a problem when you attach a negative charge to it. And that comes from our own thinking of how we have experienced that particular situation. So we behave a certain way and therefore we get certain results in life. But there are things that affect our behavior. And what affects our behavior the most is the state of our mind, our mental and emotional state. If we consider ourselves as a happy person or a positive person, or a person who always likes to look on the bright side of life, chances are that you will always keep trying harder to achieve all of your dreams and, and get to all of your goals. But if you consider yourself an angry person, an unmotivated person, a person who just feels dejected all the time, that really is your mental state. And that is what is going to be the, the basis of most of your behavior, which are going to get you the results depending on how you approach things. So if that's your mental state, that is essentially what is causing your behavior and your behavior is causing your results. But what causes us to consider ourselves a happy person or a angry person or a positive person or a person who's just generally not motivated? It's our conditioning, our memories, our values, the way we experience life. That's what makes us believe that this is who we are and puts us in a mental or an emotional state. So let me back up a bit. When we are born, a child has certain needs. So when those needs are met, the child is happy and usually content and fairly blissful. But when the child does not get what he or she wants, which means when he is hungry, when he needs to be changed, when he has some pain he or she cries. And that is a cry for help, we say, because they don't know how to communicate. But as soon as you feed the child, as soon as you give the child what the child was crying for, he or she goes back into the normal, blissful, happy, joyous state, content state. And that really is the state we are all born with. That is our default setting. Being happy and joyful 
is our default setting. So where do we learn all of these other things, this conditioning that I was talking about? Where does all of that come from? As we grow older, we learn things. We pick up things from our environment. It depends on the family we're born in. It depends on the environment we go to when we go into school and so on and so forth. When a child is born, he or she does not know its ethnicity, its color, its race, its social status. Everything that we know about life is learned behavior. And we pick up all of these things as we keep going through our lives. We hold on to some of these experiences and we say these experiences shaped us. But what if you want to be something different than your conditioning? Do you think that you need to be a slave to your conditioning for the rest of your life if it's not serving you well? The bottom line is we need to hold on to thoughts that serve us well. We need to feel and be in states that serve us well. There's no point in being in a state or thinking a certain way if it's not serving you well. No matter what your conditioning, no matter what you've been taught to believe, if you are at a stage where that conditioning is doing nothing for you other than making you think negatively and feel bad about who you are and the life you're living, then it's time to let it go. We need to live a life that we feel happy with. That is our default setting. We need to live a life that makes us feel thankful for being alive. We have been given a gift and we believe that everything has control over us and we can't help it. We can't help the situation and even though we want to get out of it, we can't do anything about it. Well, what I'm saying is that we can do something about it. And that something starts from the way you think. If you tell yourself consistently that you can't do something, you will not do it. And so in order to go out there, get our dreams, the first thing we need to do is think about what we want. Because in my workshops, in my coaching practice now, I have realized that when I ask people, tell me what you don't want, I can have pages and pages of all the things that they have in their life that they do not want to have anymore. And I'm not talking about material things. I'm just talking about emotions. I'm talking about thoughts. I'm talking about the way they feel and who they are. And when you ask them, okay, that's fine. We've got a list of everything we don't want now. What do you want? And they look at you as if you've spoken to them in a completely different foreign language. And they say, what do you mean? Well, okay, we have a list of everything you don't want. That's fine. We know that. That's the problem. We're here to find a solution. What do you want? Because if you replace the I don't want this with this is what I want, that's an ideal situation. But if you get rid of all of these things you don't want, what will you do with your life, with your time, with your day? You can't live in a vacuum. You cannot be a person who has eliminated everything that they don't want, but has nothing to replace it with. So let's think about what do you want? I don't know is the usual answer. I've never really thought about it. 
well, why haven't you thought about it? You've spent all of this time thinking about all of these negative things that are causing you so much damage. Why haven't you spent some time thinking about the things that will make you feel good? They don't know. They don't know why. And that's where the answer lies. How can you get something you want if you're not even thinking about it? We all know focusing on something we want makes us really work hard towards getting it. So let me give you an example of what I mean by change your focus or focus on what you want. Let's take the example of meditation. If you were to sit down in meditation and say, my focus or my goal is to avoid all of the negative thoughts that I have, or my mind is really busy with these noise inside and all of these thoughts that I'm having, and I have no control of stopping it, so I'm going to sit down to meditate because I want to avoid thinking about these things. Chances are you're more likely to have a very interrupted and noisy meditation internally, not externally. So you're sitting and you're trying to avoid the thoughts And guess what happens? The thoughts just keep coming on and on and on. Now, if we would shift this focus and start the meditations to say, I want to focus on feeling good. I want to focus on just being still for some time. And when you shift your focus to what you want to achieve, that is usually where you end up. So even if your meditation may be difficult when you first start out, you will have moments of quiet and calmness in that 10 minute, 20 minute, 30 minute meditation that you choose to do. Because you have chosen to focus on going towards that calm stillness. So I'm going to leave you with this thought. When was the last time you focused on everything you wanted to achieve? That is where the magic lies. That is where your answers lie and that's where you're going to get your results. Focus on what you want. Because... Saying goodbye for now.